0: Everybody, you have just tuned in to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast, presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida, and we are now about uh oh a month into the off season now, and things are definitely starting to uh, get underway as far as the off season goes. With the uh, Super Bowl, of course, happening this this uh, coming Sunday, um, things for all of the other thirty teams have have already gotten going, including our very own Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, last weekend was the Senior Bowl, which took on a whole lot of extra uh, importance with really no combine this year. There's going to be pro days. There's, there's going to be a lot of Zooming. You're going to hear lots of Zoom interviews, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but tonight um, on the show, what we want to do is uh, we're going to talk about some of the news of the week here first, but then what we want to do is, is dive into this very large group of free agents, uh, pending free agents, the Steelers have. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, maybe who's back, who's not. Um, maybe make arguments uh, as to why they should or shouldn't, and 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 so on and so forth. So um, that's what we're going to do. And uh, joining me, as always, are Ben and Ian. And um, gentlemen, I assume you have a beverage very close to you. Yep, I do. What are, what are we drinking tonight, Ian? Uh, the old overhaul bottled
1: in bond 100 but bottled in bond. I like that. Yes. I like that. Uh, and Ben, what are you uh imbibing? Basil Hayden and Basil uh, Hayden? yeah, and a nice
0: hazy IPA. Oh, very nice, very nice. I uh, by the way, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention the new Yingling uh, mango
2: flavored <laughs> beer
0: that I have to try and uh, i'm going
2: skip that <laughs> and you guys can tell me how it is i will tell you how it is hey mark yeah. came to my house and i gave him icy light mango last he year, did so.
0: he did right yes. when i was there for the eagles game in uh, september early october i i had a 12 <laughs> waiting for me of uh of mango and uh I, I, now i can't wait for the yingling i i really enjoy yingling so i'm sure it's a fine product but uh, be that as it may, um, let's dive into this. Uh, I, I guess the, the the biggest news of of the past week was the the comments by Bruce Arians, the former Steelers offensive coordinator. Um, and and look, the, the guy has had the honor, privilege, uh, good fortune, whatever you want to call it, to be around some pretty damn good quarterbacks. Um, Tom Brady now, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, and of course, Ben Roethlisberger, and you know, as these interviews during Super Bowl week happen, you you eventually get around to these types of questions. And um, a lot of Steelers fans were upset because it, it sounds very much like he's he's taken a shot at, at Ben by saying he's really not into the hard work and the watching the tape and all that. He just wants to go play. So, Ben, I'll, I'll go ahead and start with you. Um I mean, what what did you take from this, and and were you really surprised by it?
1: No, I wasn't surprised at all. Arians is an idiot, and he always has been. And and it, don't get me wrong. He's not an idiot when it comes to football, although yeah, he sucked yeah. at that when he was in Pittsburgh too. But he, <laughs> he doesn't think before he speaks. Listen, in, in Bruce Arians' own twisted little fucked-up way, he was trying to pay Ben a compliment. Basically, what he was saying was, that guy just has a certain grit that he knows that he's going to go out there and he's going to beat you, mm-hmm. and, and he doesn't want to get all – he doesn't want to get into the minutia of all of that. He doesn't want that. He just – he wants to get the overview, and then he wants to go out and just beat you because he knows he can, mm-hmm. and he compared him to Andrew Luck in that, you know, that same light. So it, it, in, in Arian's view, what he was doing was he was paying Ben a compliment. Ben is also his friend. But Arians doesn't stop and think. As many years as he spent in Pittsburgh, as well as he knows the Pittsburgh media and he knows Pittsburgh fans and he knows how Ben is going to have to answer questions about this and it's going to get nitpicked over and over and over over again, he still runs his mouth and says dumb shit without thinking. And this is the thing about the guy that I just can't stand. And yeah, I am biased. I don't like him. I did not like <laughs> him when he was an offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh. But I, I hate all offensive coordinators, so whatever. The point yeah, is, though, man. Just that the, the guy's an idiot. This doesn't have anything to do with football. It just has to do with human nature and thinking before you speak. Uh,
0: sp- speaking of hating offensive coordinators, Ian. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's up? What uh, what was your what was your take on this? Uh, big deal, much ado about nothing. Where where do you fall on it? <laughs>
2: Uh, so Bruce Arians hasn't been a coordinator in Pittsburgh, or hasn't been associated with Pittsburgh for a decade. I mean, 2011 was his last year. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, how much does he actually know about Ben's preparation? How much has Ben changed from you know the the mm-hmm. kid who was still a relatively young quarterback in 2007 when Arians became offensive coordinator through 2011 when he left. Um, you know, has Ben progressed and grown in the last decade? Probably a little bit, but I mean anyone who watched Ben play in those Arians years knew that it was a schoolyard offense. I mean, their best plays during Arian's tenure was when Ben shook off a sack and improvised something and chucked the ball down the field to somebody, I mean they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they weren't plays that Arians drew up, and that was my big complaint against him was that he couldn't he couldn't draw plays, he couldn't game plan, he couldn't design anything. It was it was a schoolyard offense when he was here, mm-hmm. and maybe some of that's Ben. I mean we saw a little bit of that this year with uh, you know Randy Feekner when Ben was like, yeah, I just went out there and was basically drawing plays in the dirt. You know I told this guy to run here and he ran there and I threw him the <laughs> ball and it was a touchdown. You know um, so. <laughs> And Ben does that really well. He does that schoolyard yeah. stuff very well. So, I mean, I, I wasn't surprised at all by Arians' comments. Because I was like, oh, yeah, you know, that kind of fits, you know, Ben's persona of I just want to go out there and play schoolyard ball and beat you. Um, but I think in a sense, also, you know, Ben has grown and matured over the last decade since Arians has been in Pittsburgh as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know if those comments were entirely fair to the Ben Roethlisberger we know in 2021 or 2020, Um they may have been true in you know 2011 but that was 10 years ago so you know yeah. it is what it is but but uh our ben was absolutely right that arians doesn't think when he speaks the media loves him because they they always get a good quote from him yes um but exactly. it's you know he's it, i said this before and i'll say it again he's a mediocre offensive coach who's been blessed with having some of the best defenses uh in the ah, league yeah his career. <laughs> that too and and once again this year i mean his his defense is 6th in total defense and 8th in scoring defense you know uh he's had a top 10 defense much much more often than he's had a top 10 offense and for a guy who's supposedly an offensive guru mm-hmm. um you know that that doesn't speak a whole lot i mean there was a quote that came out this week where he's you know, Todd Bowles said, "Yeah, Bruce basically just lets me call the defense. The only thing he says is, you know, blitz more often and you know come after him more, you know." So, yeah. Uh, but I mean, Bowles is a very good defensive coach. Um, yes, he is, and uh, yeah. not not a very good head coach, but very good defensive coordinator. And something Mark and I were talking about a little bit uh, beforehand was how you know there are a lot of guys who are not good head coaches, but are really really good coordinators. Mm-hmm. And, You know, if you can find those guys, like Mike Munchak was not a good head coach, but he was a great offensive line coach and a great run game coordinator. So sometimes it's just finding guys that, you know, you get them in the right position for what they're best at, and that's when you really get good coaching. Yeah, I
0: I agree, and and I agree with both of what you're saying. I mean, if if I'm a media member, Arians is a great interview because you know you're going to get something That that is going to catch fire. It's just the way he is. It's just the way he is.
1: We talked about that when Scarpino was on the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan did a, uh, and I I think you said this before we started recording. He, he, he did so without prompt. Um, It wasn't,
1: (laughs) it wasn't just that he did. I clarified his remarks because he was paraphrasing and and trying to be, trying to be nice. And I said, no, the media liked Bruce Arians because they knew they'd always get a juicy quote out of him. Sure, He would always say something without thinking about it. And, yeah, media members like that. They're yep. like, yeah, this is great. This guy's being honest. He gives us something to write. Well, yeah, but it creates problems for the team. And it – it, I, you know, I've never been a huge guy on this is a distraction and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, when Juju was dancing this year, I really didn't give that big a shit about it. Um, I thought it was disrespectful and unnecessary, as we've talked about here before, but I didn't think it was yes, that big a deal. No. When a coach says something dumb, It is a legitimate distraction. Yeah. It does create a lot of questions, questions that will not go away because coaches are leaders. Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: It just resonates more idiot. Yeah. And, and, you know, he, he mentioned the, uh, you know, the hard work uh, that Brady and Manning put in. And I I had an opportunity to work a a football camp about, ah, gosh, 10 years ago. Um, and and one of the guys there was uh, a former Western Michigan uh, quarterback who who had actually just kind of ended his NFL career, uh, which was very brief. He, he bounced around, and one of the teams he was with was with the Colts when Peyton was there. And he was was telling us kind of during the the break in the action of the camp about some of the uh, just little 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 things that Manning used to do. He he would literally put a ladder behind himself. And then he would put a camera on it and then drop back. And after each drop back and throw, he would go back and look at the tape. And, and he was he was focusing on his feet. Where were his feet? And, and literally, literally, this quarterback was telling me if his feet were even so much as six inches off, he would get pissed off and start and go right back to it and just keep doing it, do it, do it. My, my point in saying that is that players are different there there are some guys that put in that type of time and that type of effort there are other guys that just want to go play they put in the time off the field and then they just want to go do it and they it's a different way it's it's everybody learns different everybody plays different you know and uh i, I don't know but yeah arians is is definitely a uh, a walking quote machine if you're in the media that's for damn sure um this weekend guys we we hope that
1: um shows us well be that, we as it may. that Tom Brady loses yes
0: yes we we do um I I think I speak for many in Steelers Nation for that um Alan Fanica we hope will join uh Donny Shell and, and Troy Polamalu and Coach Cower going into the Hall of Fame of course they did not get the opportunity because of the pandemic um this past year uh Ian, where I, I mean, is it Fanica's time? I mean, I I I still to this day believe he was absolutely hosed by Mawai getting in, but I'm over
2: that, and now it's time that he gets in here. What what are your thoughts? It's been time for years. I mean, the the dude was a six time All Pro, nine time Pro Bowler in yeah. you know a a thirteen year career. I mean, he he basically was. An all-pro. Okay, so he was an all-pro in in six out of seven years from 2001 to 2007. And the only year he wasn't was 2003 when they had so many injuries on the line, they had to move him to tackle instead of guard. And he was... Willing to take one for the team and be like, "Yep, I made All Pro at guard the last two years, but you need me at tackle. Sure, I'll go play tackle for you." um So it, that was the only year he didn't make All Pro. Uh, it's it was a second you know, year All Pro. He was a second team All Pro that year. Yeah, yeah, but
1: okay, he, for, he made
2: All Pro, but he was second team. Yeah, 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 yeah. which so, which
1: is still incredible considering
2: yes.
0: he was playing a different position.
2: Right, right. So at any rate, yeah, six first team All Pros. I mean you can't you can't find a better guard in the 2000s than fanica he's he's been hosed the last couple of years he, yeah. he's been he's been due for a while and should have been in before and on a personal note my one regret as a steelers fan is that i never bought an Allen fanica jersey uh so yeah he deserves to be in he should he should get it he should have gotten in two years ago should have got, yeah. definitely gotten in last year uh and he should get in this year. It's, it's past time for him. I, well, speaking
0: of the jersey, Ian, I, I've, I've heard there are a few Chinese sites out there that can probably do that for you for about 27 bucks. Oh, I'm uh,
2: sure there are. Yeah.
0: Now, you, now, you might get, you know, orange sleeves and, and red numbers, but, you know, hey, what the hell? Yeah. Um, ben, I, I, I mean, I know where your feelings are on this, but I'll, I'll still ask you about it anyway. I mean, is if he doesn't get in, what in the hell would be the reason? I don't have the
1: slightest fucking idea. I mean, I, um, I'm worried
0: about Boselli. Everybody's on Tony Boselli's job. Why? It, why? I don't know either. I don't get it. The guy, the guy had, a, big, had a had a short career. Year. He was constantly
1: yep. hurt. He was a mm-hmm. five-time pro bowler. He made three he made three all pros. He yeah, was a very, very good close. player when he yep. was healthy, but he, you know, he's not even he didn't yep. even play as long as Gail Sayers. No, that that's a great fanica, great nine Pro Bowls, six yep. first team all pro nods, one. Uh, second team all pro nod. So you mm-hmm. made seven, seven all pro teams in 13 years. Hutchinson, who's in seven Pro Bowls, five first team all pros. Yeah, Maggie, away.
0: we're upset too. I know. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, Baselli, five Pro Bowls, three first team all pros. Mawai, eight Pro Bowls, three first team all pros. Yeah. Well, it, there's it no was... stat for offensive linemen. No. But this no. guy. Made more all pros than all these guys, and two of them are in the Hall of fame already. What the hell aren't these the same voters aren't are a lot of these guys the same voters? Why is this even up for debate? and why does Ed Bouchette still present for these guys uh,
0: that's exactly where I was going next Ben um you know uncle ed is is a wonderful guy and everything, but he's not the most uh convincing or charismatic uh, presenter when presenting these players. Uh, and let's be honest, some of them it, it's been a no-brainer. You know, Joe Jerome Bettis, for example, you you could just walk up there and say, "Yeah, I think he should be in," and and sit down. You know, but with Fanica, it, it it has taken something, and it's just not the message just isn't getting across. But you know, I will go back to Bruce Arians, who was asked about Fanica this week, um, and and literally said he's the best pulling guard I've ever been associated with, and and I mean, you've all seen the play with Willie Parker running the. 74 yards for the TD in super bowl 40. Bang. Um, I, I mean, that is one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see in offensive line play. Yeah, I, I still Steve Hutchinson was watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> That's a great point. He was watching it. Um, so yeah, I, I think he gets in this weekend and I'm really, really excited, hopefully to be talking about it next week on the podcast that, that he'll be going into the hall. Um, the Steelers also uh, finally closed up uh, a, a hole in the uh, offensive coaching ranks when they uh, they brought aboard Mike Sullivan. Um, and I know Ian, who's who's taking care of his little one right at the moment here, I'm sure he has a uh, Penguins joke because uh, if you don't know this, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins is also Mike Sullivan.
1: Um, yeah, so, I mean, basically, so, the Steelers' yeah. power play is now going to suck. <laughs> and, you know, even on – even on <laughs> under man plays, they're still not going to score. Just going to well, be a giant pain in the ass, man. I, I'm so pissed. Ah. Oh. Well, oh, wait, the, not that Mike Sullivan?
0: Yeah, wrong one. Um, but I, I guess this means now the Pirates will have to find a Mike Sullivan just to kind of yeah. complete the, the trio. Um, Is there any Mike Sullivan who doesn't go by Sully? That's a great point. I uh I actually had a buddy uh uh in college named Mike Sullivan and he was Sully. And and that's just how it works. I, I don't yeah, um I don't I don't even know. It, it, it seems almost seems like a crime to call somebody that's Mike Sullivan something other than Sully, but I digress. Um this is a guy, he's a little older, uh graduate of the West Point Military Academy of course, yeah. US Army. Um, and that's where he has been the last couple of years. And, uh, this, this guy's a former coordinator. He was a coordinator with the giants, uh, in the Buccaneers. He was a quarterbacks coach in the NFL. So, you know, and again, I think sometimes quarterback coaches, uh, fans kind of look at them and maybe overvalue what it is that they do. And Ben, what, what really is the role of the quarterbacks coach when you already have, let's say, the offensive coordinator and stuff.
1: Well, I think they did bring him in because he's got that experience as a coordinator. And yeah. and it gives someone on the Canada staff some carte blanche to, to make some suggestions. Sure. For, mm-hmm. for a guy who's never been a coordinator in the, in the NFL. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think that was a piece of it. That was the thought process. But really the quarterback's the quarterback coach's job is to come in and develop the young quarterbacks and that's primarily what he is there to do to work with Mason mm-hmm. and Haskins and hopefully Josh Dobbs right and I hope he comes back um and you know let those guys work it out amongst themselves and and kind of see where things go as far as the depth chart lines up. Um, my feeling is that Ben Roethlisberger will come back. I don't see a guy like Sullivan coaching up Roethlisberger a lot.
0: No, um, I don't either.
1: My understanding is that when Finkner was let go, that Ben was not upset, that he understood that changes needed to be made. And he was he was practical about it, even though he and, and Finkner were, were buddies. Um, so I I think that he'll take direction well. I'm not concerned about that. Um, yeah. But I, I don't think I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of direction given by Sullivan to Roethlisberger, other than hey, I want you to run this drill right now, and then this drill later, and now we're going to scrimmage. <laughs> run That's this right. Right
0: right um ian uh, uh mike sullivan the new steelers quarterback coach uh veteran guy west point grad um what uh w- w- ben just kind of was talking a little bit about what exactly does the qb coach do um w- what are you looking for uh from this guy coming in
2: um well I hope that he and Penguins head coach Mike Sullivan have a Clint Eastwood style shootout sometime <laughs> because this town <time laughs> ain't big enough for two guys named Mike Sullivan. Uh, <laughs> but in seriousness, other than that, I think, Ben was right that, you know, the quarterback's coach doesn't really do a whole lot. You know, we've talked a lot about how the the offensive line coach has typically been the run game coordinator also, whereas the, the quarterback's coach is usually not the passing game coordinator. Um, that falls more on the Uh, the the offensive coordinator itself. Um, I think Matt Canada had some some increased input this past year just because uh, the Steelers were kind of grooming him to be potentially the offensive coordinator and waiting one to see what he brought in. And obviously they liked it enough to make him the offensive coordinator. Um, But... At the same time, I don't I don't think that Sullivan necessarily uh is, is gonna have that big of an input on the game plan. I think it's gonna be more on developing the young guys. That being said, I right. do like the fact that Sullivan has been an offensive coordinator previously because he brings that experience and knows, you know, what his yeah. role is as quarterback's coach and how that can support the broader scope of the offense. So maybe the bigger
0: bigger question, however, though, Ian, is which Mike Sullivan uh, holds on to his current position longer. Oh <laughs> gosh!
2: Yeah, um, that's a great question because the Penguins are are like, yeah, yeah. The, the Penguins are so frustrating right now. I, could, I couldn't resist. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Given yeah. the fact that the Penguins have have uh, obviously changed, we're switching rules here. But they they've got a new GM, or they're going to, and right, yeah. Uh, you have to they're wonder what else is going to change. They yeah. they are. Yeah. Um, you know Sullivan's only fifty four. I thought he was like, a little older than that. No, he's fifty four. Okay. Um, yeah, he just turned fifty four. In fact,
0: okay. Um, one one other thing I wanted to get to, guys, before we we start looking at this long list of free agents for the Steelers is um, uh, former uh, defensive back for the Steelers, J.T. Thomas, um, made a comment. Today, as a uh, matter of fact, uh, yeah. Well, you know, he said the the defense is good, but it doesn't have a leader. Um, it, it lacks leadership. Um, ben, uh, is he right? Is he wrong? Uh, is he somewhere in the middle? I don't know. What do you think?
1: uh I am of the opinion that the leadership on this team could be better. That there have been too many lapses. in in intensity on game days. And Mm -hmm. I generally speaking attribute that to leadership. You know, when you've got a Joey Porter out there generating emotion um, when you've got a guy like James Harrison and they had so many leaders on, on that defense farrier, uh, you know, even Woodley in his own way, Uh, Palomalo, who was more of a quiet guy, just worked Ryan Clark. You had a lot of guys who talked a lot and backed it up on that defense and their their intensity was never low.
2: <laughs> no.
1: And there have been lapses on this unit. There've been times when they could not get a stop when they really needed to. And you know, I I think they're the better unit of the two between the offense and the defense. They really mm. are and they they contributed more this season than the offense did in my opinion even on that mm-hmm. that wonderful 10 game run mm-hmm. where the offense mm-hmm. averaged 29.8 points oh, I gorgeous. thought the defense was even better um but then when when the offense stumbled the the defense couldn't pick it up and that was what we needed we needed the defense to say hey it's no problem we got you guys you know figure it out right the ship over there in the meantime we got you we can work it out I mean, I'll give you an example. Nineteen seventy-six, the Steelers had an amazing defense. They had four <laughs> shutouts. Yeah. In a in a fourteen-game NFL season. They had four shutouts in the NFL. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just, that just doesn't happen. And it was because the offense was was injured, was injury. Horrible, yeah. Horrible injuries up that and year. down, yep. and they, yep. they just couldn't get out there and score any points. So the defense took it on the pawn themselves to try and win some games. And Steelers went to the playoffs that year and they and they got eliminated early because uh yeah, they were without Bugg, Franco Blyer. Yeah yeah. 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 They were without Franco and Blyer and and a couple of offensive linemen and, and they went down early. Um but you know that defense was was great and could step up, and this defense, as graded as it is from a talent standpoint, isn't quite there. And mm-hmm. I attribute that to locker room leadership. And it's disappointing because this is a team that that should have that, and you need more than one guy. I'm not putting all this on on Cam Hayward, right? The, the defensive captain. You need more than one guy out there who sets the tone. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and they just don't have that yet, and they got to work to develop it. Um, yeah. That said, you know, I think the leadership on the offense is even worse. So. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, that it might be a discussion for a further podcast for sure. But, uh, Ian, what I mean, you and I chatted before we started recording. I, I mean, where, where do you fall on Thomas's comments of, of leadership here?
2: Yeah. When a guy who hasn't been on the team as a coach as a player or in the locker room for a significant period of time makes a comment I don't yeah. put a whole lot of stock in it uh, just because Perfect. they don't they don't see the the day-to-day you know they don't know what goes on behind the scenes they're looking at it from you know a 10,000 foot view of this is what I knew when I was there and this is you know what I see out on the field now this is what I see mm-hmm. on television but um, you know it's not really an, an insider's perspective so I don't put a whole ton of weight on it Um, you know, that being said, obviously the, the defense took a significant decrease after, uh, Devin Bush went down with an injury, especially in the run defense. And also, you know, the, the pass defense took a hit after Bud Dupree went down. Um, we, we had a variety of other injuries too, right? We talked a bit about how, you know, there's only so many injuries at a position that you can, Mm -hmm. absorb before your level of production starts to take a hit um and usually that number is two Um, (laughs) and and, and when you know when, when we had to play games with uh you know i mean we traded for avery williamson but when Avery Williamson and uh, Marcus Allen you your starting inside linebackers, essentially, yeah, there was going to be a, a mm-hmm. somewhat significant drop-off there. Um, when both Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson were hurt, there was a somewhat significant drop-off there. Uh, and, and I'll include Mike Hilton in that, too. Hilton missed a few games as well. I mean, we're, we're in nickel defense over 70% of the time, 75% mm-hmm. of the time anyway. So Hilton's essentially a starter out there. Right you know, when, when two of those three guys went down the there was a somewhat significant drop-off. So um, yeah, it's, it's, I think there's, there's a difference between leadership and, you know, expecting backups to play like starters. You can, you can get serviceable play for a short amount of time out of backups, but, they're backups for a reason. Yeah,
0: and, you know, Ben alluded to the fact that you you have different types of leaders. Uh, you know, Troy was obviously very quiet and led with his play and his actions, and and then you had the Joey Porters of the world who were very, very vocal and stuff. And I, you know, I, I Cam, I, I think, is, is a vocal guy. He can be a fiery guy. I, I think TJ Watt has those capabilities. You know, I, on the back end, I, you know, I think Minka is interesting to me. He... He's obviously a tremendous player. He's made a huge difference back there. I don't. I don't know how vocal he is as a leader, um, and I, I think maybe that's that's something. Maybe that JT not Thomas a, is not a vocal at, guy. No, he doesn't strike me as
1: such. And, no, I mean and, Cam has you know, has described him as as occasionally being mute. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and and that that is not exactly leadership. Uh, in the style that many people believe it it should
2: be in the game of football, but, um, but yeah, but that's I, kind I, of how I, David DeCastro yeah. was when he first came into the league true. too. I mean, true. let's let's not forget that that Minka's still a relatively young guy on a defense that has some some older veterans on it as well.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Um, I do want to remind everybody that you are listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing. Which serves Broward and the southern Palm Beach counties, whether it's commercial, residential, multifamily, condos, contact Deck Roofing today by visiting DeckRoofing.com. Guys, there's a long list of free agents here, and and we know there are some that the discussion will take probably all of about 12 seconds, and then there are others that will take much longer. So. I, I'm just going to get get these out of the way here and, and just start rolling and, and I, I got my list in front of me and I pulled it right off of, of uh uh Over the caps. Uh no I use spot track this time. Oh um, why? No I, I don't know. It just <laughs> came up first. I normally I go to OTC. Uh Good. so so no offense. Yeah, guys, don't yeah like no spot Track is no. Yeah. Well anyway. Uh so outside linebacker. Mr. Bud Dupree is 28 years old and uh, he's not coming coming back ACL and and Ben throws his hat into the ring immediately not coming back Ian where are you at with Bud
2: yeah not only is he not coming back but the estimation that somebody threw out there (laughs) a week or so ago John Clayton John Clayton that he would sign for somewhere in the range of six million dollars is absolutely insane Uh, Dupree's gonna get 17 million plus maybe 18 million uh, per year um yeah he's let's
1: just play let's play clayton's game for a second and let's just say things go horribly bad and nobody wants to sign bud within the first week to 10 days of free agency and he has to sign a one-year deal where do you put the valuation on that i I definitely
0: i i I, I would say
1: ian i'll jump let you get this because i'll be quick
0: i definitely say it's still more than six million a so lot more yeah go ahead yeah I,
2: I mean bud's deal this year was 15.8 and granted it was on a franchise tag deal but it's it's still gonna be i mean worst case scenario he gets a jadavian Clowney one-year deal at 13 million dollars i agree um yeah and and dupree has had better production than Clowney over recent yeah. years as well so i, I mean, agree <laughs> it, He's a, yeah. a similar similar age. Uh, you know the 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 deals I was looking at as potentially quote unquote comparable deals were the the Trey Flowers deal that he got from Detroit, which was ninety million dollars total, averaged eighteen million a year. Um, I, I don't think he'll get in the Von Miller range. Um, the Chiefs were a little bit crazy to pay Frank Clark twenty million a year. Um, a, a little, little. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I think that that you know the the yeah. the D Ford deal that the Forty ers gave him at seventeen million a year. Yeah, I mean, some, somewhere between D Ford and Trey Flowers. Look at Matt um, Judon and Zayaria Smith. Well, one of on those guys. Judon's on a franchise tag.
1: Okay. Well, regardless, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just saying, average per year, this is ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Eric Armstead, so, seventeen million a year, really. Well, it's yeah.
0: become the quarterback of the defense in terms of the financials, hasn't it?
1: In terms of financials, yeah, yeah. that and corner, yeah, um, yeah. So nah, yeah, I just, I
2: seven, seventeen to eighteen million seems about Marcus money. Lawrence, twenty one million a year. Dallas is insane. Don't count them. <sighs> <Yeah. laughs> I agree. I All agree. All right, so we we seem to be but in consensus the other, here. The other, the other side of it is, it only takes one, right? It only takes one to do a stupid deal, and <laughs> Joel yeah, like. Oakland and Dallas out there that will do stupid things so
1: right right and and you know supposedly Tennessee is is looking at bud or or we're looking at Bud. one of the suitors yeah you know and and you know if things are still going well and his knee checks out they're going to pursue him yeah so, so I yeah, I, I, I agree with Ian. It's going to be in excess of $13 million a year, even if he has to sign a one-year deal. And if it's a long-term mm-hmm. deal, it's going to be more like the 18 to $20 million a year range. The Steelers aren't signing him. He's gone. And I, I will agree with that. Uh, let's move on to uh, inside
0: linebacker Avery Williamson, who came over in a trade from the New York football jets uh, after Devin Bush went down. Uh, Ian, where do
2: you fall on Avery Williamson? He's gone. Uh, Robert Spillane is an exclusive rights-free agent and was better than Williamson. Yeah. Uh, you can get Spillane for dirt cheap. Yep. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if... It, I mean, you got to take a, a hard look at Vince Williams' contract too because yes. Vince Williams has one year left on his deal. He's getting up there in age and you could potentially save... Four million dollars against the cap by cutting him um you know and they considering won't. They, they won't they won't cut him um but i doubt they'd extend him either he may no. be a candidate for them to ask him to take a pay cut um but you know it's it's vince well, well, let's it's, do at, the at point, let's do the one well, year point,
1: guy left let's do let's do the one year left guys next week
2: Yeah. Yeah, What I'm saying is when you're looking at the the inside linebacker position holistically, obviously Devin Bush is your anchor, but then your other guy, you know, do you say, hey, we can get a comparable production out of Spillane as a starter than we could out of Vince Williams for pennies on the dollar? You know, maybe you think about cutting Vince Williams and just keeping Spillane, but Williamson's definitely gone.
1: Williamson is gone. I agree with Ian completely Uh, for two reasons. One uh, they look at it from the standpoint that they're not going to be able to pay him. He made three and a half million dollars this year. He's going to be looking for more than that. Yeah. Um, they don't have the cap space to have a backup linebacker who's fourth, fourth or fifth in mm-hmm. the in the rotation who's making that kind of money, and they don't really need him enough to forego the potential compensatory cap the potential the potential compensatory pick draft pick they're going to get in yeah. return when he leaves and it's not going to be a great pick it'll be like no, a 6 oh it'll be 6
0: or 7 yeah you know
1: it'll be like a 6 but it's something for that guy and they mm-hmm. traded a 5 to get him so they mm-hmm. want to get something back i think he's gone
0: I, I agree. I, I will say this um, only in his defense. I don't even know if that's the right term. I thought once he got comfortable in the defense, he played better. That, I does, not, that does not mean that, that I'm suggesting he's kept around. I'm just saying he had a couple of games there with double-digit tackles, and, and he, he played his tail off. But, yes, I agree with both of you. I don't think he's back.
2: I would Alejandro. put hundred as... I'd what? put Williamson as slightly better than Mark Barron in how he played, but still not worth coming back.
0: Okay. Way better right. than Mark
2: Barron. I, I in how would, he yeah, played, I was going to but...
0: say, I'm going to go better than Mark Barron. <laughs> Way better <laughs>
1: than Mark Barron. Mark Barron was embarrassing. But he's not coming back. No. Al? No. What about Al?
0: Yeah, Al Villanueva is 33 years old, gentlemen, and um, he is coming off of not just one, but but two really average to below average campaigns, Ben, your thoughts on the future of Captain Al? God. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there really doesn't need to be much of a discussion here. Ian, uh, do you feel the same? Uh,
2: yes. And Villanuevo made $6 million. As an average on his last contract, yep. um, which wasn't was actually pretty cheap. I mean, I think he was yeah. like twenty first or twenty second highest paid tackle in the league, which was about where his production was. Right. Um, you know, he he made a couple of Pro Bowls off of fan popularity, but um, he was compensated around where his production was, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to get younger on the line. We need to get better on the line, right. and he got beat way too often. And, yeah, I mean,
1: it, it, and part yeah, of it is
2: you, you hit the nail on
1: the head a second, Garrett, a second ago. Ian, we we need to get younger along the line. They need an infusion yeah. of young talent along that whole line, and that's going to be one of the spots they're going to look at. You got a guy who's thirty three and in decline, and wasn't really all that great a tackle to begin with. No, and is playing below his own standard now and and apt to get worse, you don't extend guys like that.
0: No, no. And I, I don't think that he's a guy because I've seen some talk about, well, you know, if he takes a real low salary, do you keep him around? I don't even think you keep him around, guys. I, I, I think it's done. I, um, I tend to agree with you. I mean, yeah, I, I just don't see it. Um, anyway, let's open another beer. These, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, these yeah. next three are, are, I think, fairly um, – i guess debatable um the first is going to be matt filer um may, maybe I'm, I'm making more of it than than God. i i should be uh ben is immediately in the camp of gone uh ian where are you on mr filer
2: uh yeah i think he's gone i think someone someone will pay him more than we can afford Good. let's not forget that we're we're you know going in here at least 20 million over the cap potentially 30 million wherever the cap falls um that you know we we've got a slash cap space before we can even talk about signing guys um yeah and and filer got outplayed by kevin dawson at guard this year and you know They'd oh. be stupid to keep him at guard and hold Dotson back because Dotson needs to play. Um, so it's either you move Filer back to tackle or you let him go and maybe get a. We're we going to get a ton of comp picks next in uh 2022. Um, just you know, talking about all these guys. Yeah. I mean, Dupree yeah. probably nets us a third. Juju nets us a third or a fourth. Um, you know, and a couple of these other guys might get us some late round ones too. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to cash in pretty big time. Uh-huh. He he's a... leaving too.
0: Oh, hey, yeah. hey,
2: hey, we haven't gotten him yet. People are
1: <laughs> start crying. I know
2: in a in a in a draft to... where... you just keep jumping around all over the place sorry. Here. okay <laughs> well, <laughs> let me finish my point here um in 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 a draft where you know we're we're gonna have to get younger at a lot of positions we need a lot yeah. of depth. I published an article this evening on you know just our our roster outlook heading into this off season, and not only do we have yeah not not only do we have um 24 players that are either uh you know unrestricted free agents or restricted or exclusive rights free agents Mm -hmm. this year but we've got 17 more players that only have one year left on their deal so we're going to see a massive roster overhaul in the next couple years so having all these comp picks puts us in a really good position and let's not forget that with the last cba you can trade comp picks now. Yes, you can. So no. We'll also be in a very good position to yep. potentially make a move up the draft board if we need to go find a quarterback of the future. I agree. I agree. Um,
0: my, my thoughts on Filer, the only way I see him back is maybe as a, a tackle, but even then I think it's a stretch. I agree that I think uh, another team will pay him well, well more than what the Steelers would like to offer him. So I'd rather save it
1: right, Tackle. I mean, my God, he's terrible at guard.
0: I was stunned at how poorly he was at guard. I can't
1: believe how bad
0: that was. Yeah, it it was not pretty. The next guy, guys, is uh, Mike Hilton. Um, And I I suspect we're going to have a little bit more indecision
1: here. Uh, Ben, what what do you think? It's a coin toss. I think they're going to sign either Cameron Sutton or Mike Hilton, and I I can't tell you who it's going to be. I can't even say <laughs> for certain who I would rather it was. <laughs> That's exactly where I am at. <laughs> because Sutton is so much better in coverage. He yep. really is. He's, he's a very good cover player. And, it, you know, it's a passing league now. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Sutton is, but. is not good in run defense. And the Steelers nickel corner needs to be a good run defender. He needs to be a good tackler. And that guy just isn't. Where Mike Hilton is good at that, he's good at blitzing. Mm-hmm. He's not great in coverage, especially in trail. He's just not. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know. I'm, it's a coin toss for me between those two guys. I'm not sure okay. what direction they're going to go, but I, I think they're going to sign one or the other.
0: And 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 before I get to Ian, just Hilton is twenty seven, uh, Sutton is twenty six, so age is not a a massive factor here uh, either. Ian, where where do you think this is going?
2: Yeah, I think um, Ben hit the nail on the head. Hilton is. A better tackler, Sutton is better in coverage. Hilton can't play on the outside, whereas Sutton could play on the outside. He filled in there a little bit Mm -hmm. this year. I think that gives Sutton a little bit of an edge for them re-signing him. If I had to, I I agree. I think they can only afford to re-sign one. Yeah. If I had to put odds on it, I'd say like sixty percent Sutton, forty percent Hilton. I mean, basically a coin toss with a slight edge to Sutton, um, both because of a his ability to play outside and be his age being slightly younger, um, so yeah, I think I think Sutton has a slight edge, but. I'm not I'm curious about what Hilton's value on the market will be because he's not a great cover corner and he's a really good blitzer off the slot which we've seen he's good in short areas he's really good especially at diagnosing plays especially Mm -hmm. like swing passes to running backs or screen passes and and getting out and blowing that shit up um but you know, he, he fits very well into what the Steelers want to do on defense and want out of that position, but I'm not sure if another team could get the same production out of him. So, I mean, maybe he goes and signs for big money somewhere and he doesn't produce very much, which is possible. We've seen that with players before. Oh, yeah. Tom DeAsimo was a great example of that, that he was a stud in Oakland and then signed in Philadelphia and had to move from a man to a zone system and was terrible. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's it, some of it is can can what the player does well match your defensive system, and Hilton's a very specific kind of player. Yeah, it's a, really well. a really good point. It's a really good point.
0: I, I'm with you guys. I'm torn. I, I and we've kind of alluded to this a little bit tonight too. I mean, the way that they're paying corners, you know, is it at all possible, Ben, that both of these guys are gone because they just get too
1: better offers elsewhere. I think that Sutton is more likely to be poached. And that's the thing that bothers me about this decision is that Mm -hmm. his market is going to be, is going to be higher than Hilton's because of the cover because he's because of his versatility one and second, because of his cover skills. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I still think I never want to see Cameron Sutton on the outside. Never. As soon as I as, – if I was an offensive coordinator and Cameron Sutton was the outside corner, I would run the ball on sweeps as often as I possibly could because I know I could get past the corner.
0: Yeah, I'm I i I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, let me go ahead and discuss the 34-year-old Tyson Alaalu. Um, I, I mean, the, the guy has been a stalwart since coming over here um and and has more than held his own um ian where where do you think they they go with with tyson
2: honestly if he i think it's either they try and resign him or he retires um if he wants Perfect. to continue playing given his age uh you should try and bring him back because he played really really well this year um as that nose tackle position and yep. the the nose tackle doesn't get a ton of snaps um but he has the versatility that he could also kind of step into the rotation mm-hmm. in the the nickel defense the two down lineman sets i mean he played 44% of the snaps this year which was pretty darn good yeah. um for you know a nose tackle position that in previous years had played you know somewhere in the range of 20% of snaps so yeah um alu alu played really really well um you know we kind of thought that the nose tackle spot might be a weakness with losing Javon Hargrave but Mm -hmm. um I think he was actually better than Hargrave was especially against the run um so if he wants to keep playing yeah you could you could bring him back on a relatively cheap contract I mean given his age you could you could get him for essentially close to a veteran minimum deal I would think or you know a, a two year four million dollar deal somewhere around that, that mm-hmm. frame that he he would be cheap to bring back and gives you quality snaps on defense agreed ben
1: uh, well i I want to remind everyone that Tyson al doesn't only play nose tackle he he also plays defensive tackle you know when they have yeah, a, he's, line he's, up in a four man front yep, yep. um uh, and and started some games actually there this year, so yeah. I would agree with Ian in so much as he did play better than Hargrave versus the, the run. He's not as good a pass rusher. That Mm-mm. doesn't mean that he's a bad pass rusher. It just means he's not as good as Hargrave. I agree. Um Hargrave is one of those guys who can, who can exploit one-on-ones and, and is good at getting into the backfield. Alu-Alu um, though, yeah, I, I, I agree with what Ian said in so much as I don't see him having a very strong market. I think he's a guy that the Steelers will be able to sign mm-hmm. at close to the veteran minimum, you know, in which case he would only yeah. count about, he would only count about 850 versus their, their cap. If they signed mm-hmm. him to, to a, uh, uh, a veteran minimum deal with the maximum signing bonus, which I believe is a hundred grand now. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, um, I, I, that's where I'm at You know, and he's 34; just turned 34. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's going to be around for a while. I, I think if he's not playing with the Steelers this year, he's going to play someplace. Mm-hmm. I know the Steelers need that spot to be manned. Um, if it's me, I resign the guy. I try to anyway.
0: I do too. I don't have a whole lot of faith in in let's say bugs or Davis right now to take either you know any of those roles that yeah, and how he, the hell did you know? Davis
1: surpass bugs anyway
0: i that again Davis sucks yeah, topic for another conversation um okay zach banner um twenty eight years old, of course, the young man won the starting right tackle job and unfortunately uh had the a c l tear in the season opener. Uh, Ben, I'll start with you. Uh, Is this a no-brainer that he's back, or is it a little more complicated than that?
1: Slightly more complicated than that, because he went into last season betting on himself, and he wanted the big contract, but he didn't get it. And Mm -hmm. he tore his ACL after winning the starter's job. I know that Banner wants to be back in Pittsburgh, and I think he'll try and find a way to make it work by the same token. It's gonna be how much are they gonna pay him? Are they gonna bring him back for another another year at less than two million dollars and then say, Hey, we'll see. Yeah. You know, we'll pay you two million dollars this year and we'll see what happens in twenty twenty two. I don't know. But I I've got a fairly high degree of certainty that he'll be back. Uh, I do too. You know, not I'm not
0: certain, but I, I think so. I, I'm I'm pretty close to certain. I I won't go that far. I just think he will be, but that's just me. Ian, what what do you think with Banner?
2: Yeah, I think I think there's a pretty good chance that he's back. And uh, I mean, I'll say this though: my my worst case scenario for this team mm-hmm. is that they don't address offensive line in the draft. They sign Banner, and they're like, oh yeah, we'll start. You know, Chooks at left tackle. Dotson at left guard, Pouncey at center, Decasher at right guard, and Banner at left or at right tackle. And mm-hmm. hey, we're good. You know, we don't we don't need to draft anyone. Um, that's that's like my nightmare scenario. I no, think it would be not. good if Banner was back, but I also yeah. think, you know, I, I think a a one year deal, another kind of one year prove it kind of deal. Um, let him compete with Chooks again, um, and, and kind of see where the chips fall. But also, and you who's gotta, your left tackle? You gotta, tackle if they're competing. One one of them is left tackle. One of them's right tackle. I mean, maybe maybe it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, it's not a competition. Um, I, yeah, yeah. But but maybe I mean the, the real competition honestly should be your second or third round draft pick competing yes. with one of these guys for a starting tackle spot, and or maybe it's a first round pick. Yeah, I was just going to say, don't. It, yeah, please, well, well, baby Jesus, if, give us a first round <laughs> okay. tackle. Here, here's please. the thing. Here's the thing, if Pouncey retires, your first round pick has to almost has to be a center. Um Maybe. I I don't want to relive the Sean Mane How Mahan many centers experience. have
1: a first round grade right now, Ian? Uh,
2: like one. Creed like Humphrey.
1: none. <laughs> uh,
0: Humphrey's as close as you'll get to it, but we will yeah, talk about him a
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> but he's probably a high second. I mean, he's high a high pre- second. You're right. Well, yeah.
0: You're right. Not, not to get too far off the track here, but I I agree with what you're saying, Ian, if Pouncey does in fact retire, then, then the priority does shift a little bit. Uh, yes, a little. <laughs> well, but what I mean is, but but they're not going to take a center at twenty four if they don't really find him to be the best best guy there. Though,
2: um, I, I don't think they will. Anyway, I agree. Yeah. Um, okay. We can't we're, go we're, into cool. the year with J.C. Hassenhower as your starting center um, either. I
0: mean, hey, hey, hey. We haven't gotten to J.C. Hassenhauer just yet. So hey, wait a
1: minute. You, what about, you like, what about Sean Mahon? Maybe we can get oh, him to come out God, of retirement. We...
2: That was, oh, my goodness. Like, he <laughs> spent more time on his back <laughs> looking up at the sky than any lineman I've ever seen play. Like, it was uh, like he snapped the ball and just fell over backwards. And was like, <laughs>
1: Sean, if you're listening, I don't know if I pronounced your name correctly, but whatever. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you don't work there anymore anyway so it's fine all
2: right here's a quick one uh Cassius Marsh gone don't want him back either he sucked
1: yeah I, I like he this does suck and he's coming yeah. back I like this I, they're gonna resign him
0: I I think they'll resign him on the cheap in hopes that maybe a rookie uh knocks him out or something but um He's got a lot of length. I'll give him that, but I, I, and I, I, I you know, I don't
1: like him. I think he sucks yeah. balls. But yeah. um, did I say that out loud? I did. Yeah, but well, it's, they'll it's sign him again to like a, a rookie minimum kind of a deal, something like that. Be rookie minimum, but yeah. a minimum salary kind of a deal, um, and say, hey, you know, and don't he won't get signed right away. It'll be like a, right. an, a you know, a late April, May kind of a signing.
0: Yeah, well, I one agree. year.
1: Close to the minimum or at the minimum. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it, if they don't have to bring him back, they won't, but I can see what you're saying. If um, I had to
2: pick, I'd rather have Jay Elliott back because he actually showed some things. I on, like, like Mar- J. Ron Elliott.
0: Well, Stop. let's talk about Mr. J. Ron Elliott because he's also on the list here. Uh he's 30 years old, believe it or not. What? And, what? Yes, he is, kids. Get thirty. Out. Yeah, he's thirty now. Wow. And, and, I did not uh, know that. I you know he did some things at the end of the year. I I think he's he's you know the, the Steelers flashed. obviously that, like youth.
1: Cleveland game, Cleveland was game. yeah when he was, especially when he was playing standing up.
0: Yeah, I I I think he's back. I think they're going to they're going to give him a shot to to be part of that rotation. I I uh you know, I maybe I'm I'm a little
2: overly hopeful for him, but I I think he's back. What do you Ian what do you think? Oh, I'd much rather have him back than Marsh. Yeah, I, I would. Man. I would put Not him as a paid. much higher priority. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Ben, I can kind of tell where you're going, so I'll leave it there. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, the the crowd has been uh, clamoring for this one, so let's get to it. Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver, gone. 20, Twenty-five years old. Oh gone.
2: boy, pass the tissues. Sorry, I I would love to have him back. So would but- I. On the open market, he's gonna get somewhere no in way. the range of fourteen to fifteen million dollars. I mean, maybe thirteen. I um, think he might still. get
1: seventeen. He's twenty-four years old. He 45. is. He is ascending. He's okay. He's twenty-five now. <laughs> yeah, whatever. He's ascending. Yeah. This is the time to get this guy.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, here's I, the thing, though. I mean, Adam Theline got sixteen point two right so i mean are you gonna pay juju more than adam feline yes I, okay yeah <laughs> fair Yes,
1: um, i am i'm gonna pay him more than adam Thielen, and i'm gonna put him in an offense with a respectable quarterback and not to say that ben's not respectable but i'm gonna put him in an offense with a good quarterback and a good offensive line and and other good pieces mm-hmm. where he's not gonna get doubled up where the quarterback's gonna have time to get out of the ball where he can make plays. Where he's not throwing the ball on two yard routes, oh, and they're gonna yeah. go, you know, hey Juju, you were a fourteen hundred yard receiver, yeah. Let's make you that guy again, and he's gonna be, especially if he has a counterpart that's really talented too. If Juju goes in and he's and he's playing with a really good number one again, oh my god, he's gonna be a fantastic number two, and those guys get paid,
2: yeah, <sighs> uh, yeah, you do. You do? You want to know what the the best case scenario for Juju is in that case? What? Yes. Go go to the Chargers, play with Justin Herbert, and have uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Allen. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Dude, that would
0: be insane. Well, you know, and, and I hate to bring this into it, but I'm sure there's people in his ear about either going to L.A. or New York. Um
2: well I mean his then, family's from LA know, too. So I mean there's yes, a he is. connection there, too. Yeah, yeah for sure. I
0: yeah. for sure. I, I, I agree. I don't I think he's way out of our price range. I it isn't just
1: that. It I, you, you know, know, it it's a lot of things. My understanding is he wants to come back, and Ben wants him back, and the team wants him back, but they just don't know how to make it work. And Juju also yeah is excited about the fact that he's finally going to get the big contract and he's finally going to be, in a sense, recognized by his peers as one of those guys who makes the big money. And that's, that's recognition. That's, that's the way these guys, they're all competitive guys. Yep. That's the way they measure success is, is the way you're getting paid and that's, that's how you're recognized and it's going to be difficult to keep him given those circumstances. And people keep talking about how he'll take a hometown discount. Okay. So let's just say he decides he's going to take a hometown discount and he comes in and he's like, I'm 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 willing to accept 15 million a year. (laughs) The Steelers can't pay him. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're talking a
0: hometown discount of like 9 million a year uh, to actually be able to even think about making it work. And that ain't, that ain't happening. (laughs) You, you, know, you want to talk about whole, the union getting involved?
1: This whole oh, man. fucking myth that the Steelers uh, yeah. have so much cap room in 2022, they can make anything work. Guys, they oh, only wrong. have 17 players under contract for 2022. You know where they have even more cap room in 2023, uh-huh. when they only have 11 players signed. <laughs> Enough. Uh, we're, with we're getting this getting enough. All right. We it, all agree. Juju,
0: we'd love him back, but he's not coming back. I would so love him back. Uh Sean
2: Davis. That's an interesting one. I think he tests free agency again, but they I'm might on be able deal. to bring him back. Yeah.
0: I, I agree. I think maybe he's back on a one year. You know, to be on real honest with you, he wasn't terrible in the snaps that he got. I, I thought he was okay. Uh, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he was an all-pro. I'm just saying I, I, I think he was okay. I, I would I not want he was to rely okay on him. In the
1: snaps that he played, but he was not great. He's much no. better when he's a regular rather than a backup. Yeah, um, well, yeah, he just is. Yeah, and I, I, I'd I, like to see him back on an affordable deal. It would be wonderful to have safety depth.
0: Right. Yep, yep. That's but, what I'm thinking. You
1: know, we'll see. Uh,
2: what about? Jordan Berry. <laughs> you know they tried as hard as they could to get rid of him last year, and they and couldn't. We, they couldn't. Yeah. Um, but if they come draft a
0: punter, if, oh Jesus! Well, sure. <laughs> why not just go for a sixth round long snapper while you're at it? Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, All right. Here's bitter. the thing: if you if you draft a punter that's actually good, like that guy that Seattle drafted, like oh. that's worth it. That guy's awesome um (laughs) if you draft a punter who sucks then no it's stupid um i mean i'm personally the opinion that you never draft any specialists right you get them as undrafted free agent justin tucker best kicker in the league undrafted free agent um so you know no don't don't draft a punter don't waste a pick um that said they 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 can't seem to get away from Jordan Berry. So um, I would not sign him to anything more than like a minimum contract. I right. would definitely not right. sign him to anything close to what like punters are going for. I'm
0: telling you, he's got dirty pictures of Danny Smith but, chewing gum amongst other things. I don't know what it is, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but I'll say this too. He was he not was, awful. Last he year. was better this year when he came back. He was better, but he's better ish. Better-ish. Better-ish. Yeah, he's,
2: he's always been good when it's warm and sucked when it's cold. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yes,
0: that so exactly. Yeah, at least he didn't drop any snaps this year, though. Uh, at least he what didn't about- try to run any snaps, well, that's true. True. Maybe
1: they should make him punt in a giant walk-in freezer. <laughs> what want about you to Chris-
2: practice in here. What about Chris Warmly? Gone. Fuck that guy. He sucks. Uh, I can I see why we- the –
0: Ravens got
1: rid of him. He might be back. I think he sucks too. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah,
0: I'm just gonna go right trading, there. I
1: don't... Trading a pick for that guy was was an unwise decision.
0: I I agree. If we celebrate <laughs> or, Colbert for some
2: of the good ones, that's one we can we, maybe. And say, we gotta punish mm-hmm.
1: him for the bad ones.
0: And for yeah. you know,
2: once, Ben was more diplomatic than me in a response. <laughs> Was, uh, was was I
1: diplomatic about that? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You said it was not a wise decision. Yeah, was that guy.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, well. What about Jordan Dangerfield?
2: He is a cat of nine lives, man. He just a fucking 19 lives.
0: He is Jesus. unbelievable. 31 years old. Um he he is a special teams guru. Let's be honest, he's nothing more defensively than an in the box safety at at best. Um He's a good I, special teams player. He's a great one. He he I not say show. great, but he's good. No, but he's, I mean he's not he, Steve Tasker. Let's put it that way. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. I mean, hey, hey, hey. Steve Tasker, he's on an island all by himself. That guy. Um I I don't know. Do you bring him back? Thirty-one yeah. years old?
1: Vet
2: minimum um, deal. Why not? He'll
1: be brought back. Yeah. Um, I would I sold? bring him back? No, I wouldn't. Okay. All I right. would move on. But, you know, I'm not making those decisions. He's coming back. Minimum deal,
0: and then uh the guy that makes me think of Bewitched, Danny Isadora. Uh, eh, maybe. Became, yeah, he's twenty seven years old. Uh, but uh, they need depth
2: on the line. They, yeah, mean, that's what yeah. I was
0: thinking, Ian. Maybe you bring him back for for a real cheap price and say here, try to make it as a depth guy, a vet
2: yeah, minimum, I, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm Guys, I'm going to skip Cam Sutton because I think we talked about him and Mike we did. Kind of at the same time. Um, and here's another one that I, I know is going to tug at the heartstrings. Uh, James, James Conner. Yeah. What do you think, Ben?
1: Nah, probably not. Um, only because I think that Conner is a little bit bitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, with the fans. And I think that he can make a little bit more on the open market. Yeah. Like somebody will think that they can make things work with Connor. Um, yeah. You know, better than the Steelers did because, because when he has a respectable line in front of him, he's a pretty respectable back or was. Um, And I, I don't think the Steelers are going to spend money at running back this year. I just don't. I think that they're going to draft players mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. along the line and at running back and they're going to try and move on. And I, I, I do want to say that. I think that when, when. That James Connor was a, was a free agent. What he was saying was we're going to, we're going to allow James Connor to test free agency. He wasn't saying James isn't going to be back next year. He was saying, we're going to allow him to test free agency. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference there. There is. Okay. And and Kevin Colbert has talked about this for years. When you allow guys to go out in the market and see what their value is, see what it is, and then come back and talk to you, they're happier with the contract that they get from you. There's not there's less bitterness involved in that negotiation. Because yeah. it's not like they, they think they're doing you some kind of a favor by signing for what you offer. Mm-hmm. And... That may end up being the case with James Conner. He may come back on the cheap, and it may be because when he gets out there on the open market, there just isn't a lot of demand. Yeah. Ian, where where do you fall on uh on James?
2: Yeah, so I mean globally there's not a lot of demand for right. running backs. Um just, you know, unless you're just an all around stud like uh Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara you're not getting a, a big contract as a running back. Um you know if you if you look at guys probably around where Connor is uh, on the open market, I mean maybe he gets somewhere in the two and a half to five million range you know three three to five million maybe um you know if you're, you're looking at guys like latavius murray with the saints got a, a multi-year deal at 3.6 million dollars um but i mean connor's connor's been a good running back for us when he's healthy it's just that yeah. when he's healthy part is a big factor i mean he's missed he missed three games last year and was limited in some other games because of injury. He missed six games in twenty nineteen. He missed three games in twenty eighteen. He missed two games in twenty seventeen. He he hasn't been healthy for an entire year yeah, at all so. during his career. So I mean, you know, the, the old cliche is that your best ability is your availability. And anyone that signs him is going to be taking on that risk of, we're going to sign a guy who's been injury prone his entire career. And I mean, Connor's a great story. He's a local kid. I, I, yeah. I love his story. I'm happy he made it to the league. I'm happy he had the success he did. He had a Pro Bowl season one year. And and he's been our best all around back. I mean, he can do it all. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He can block better than anyone else we have yeah. on the roster. Um, and, and he's a, a capable runner when his line can block in front of him. But even with that, I don't think he's getting a five and a half million dollar deal like Todd Gurley got from the Falcons. So, um, you know, he's he's probably looking at best case scenario in the the high threes, you know, maybe two and a half to four somewhere in that range The the Steelers probably can't afford that. I mean, maybe they could, but. Uh, nah. I, I think it's it's better to let him test the market, see what he can yeah. get in. if he wants to come back then figure something out. But yeah. um, you know, see what happens. I, I think, you know, there are teams out there like the 49ers that kind of prove that if you have a good system and a good structure to your running game, it doesn't really matter who your running back is. You can plug anyone in and they can have success. Well,
0: I, I think he's, you know, I echo what you said. He's a great story and and I'll say this too. I thought he played his ass off in the playoff game. Um, I I mean, he, he took some shots, uh, catching the ball over the middle from Ben a number of times. And, uh, I'll never question the kid's heart and his ability to play hard, but, but yeah, when, when you're just not able to stay healthy, it, it really does limit, you know, who wants you and for how much they're going to want you for, uh, Ray, Ray, McLeod, cloud, Ben he's back. I, I see no reason why he wouldn't be. Um, he, he's been the best returner we've had on a consistent basis, I guess, in a little while. Uh, and he's,
1: he's good. Uh, I would. He's not value super valuable on offense, but he he contributes on offense. Yeah, he's he's kind of quirky on offense. Just once in a while, you get that
2: big play out of him, right? You know? uh, yeah, Ian. I agree that he's back. I mean, he's a restricted free agent, so you have some of. Uh, some yeah, I control there yep. um but also if juju goes we're gonna need a slot receiver um because you're you're basically gonna have um you know claypool's definitely starting on the outside he's not going to the slot uh deontay johnson's a better outside receiver than he is in the slot even kind of given his body type he's he's built like a slot receiver but he's better at running the outside routes and James Washington's always been better at running the outside routes. So, you know, you kind of have three outside receivers and no slot guy. And given Matt Canada's love of the, the motion, the jet sweep, that kind of stuff, that was what Ray, Ray McLeod did good. I think not only they re-sign him, he sees more snaps next year. Interesting. Okay. All right. Let me let me get the last
0: unrestricted free agent because I, I skipped him. Uh, Josh Dobbs. He's the last of the unrestricted free agents,
1: Ben. I hope he's back, but I'm really not sure. It's uh, right. Yeah. You know, w- we'll kind of see. Um, but I I really hope that Dobbs comes back because I I think he's really smart. Um, oh yeah. I think if you put if you put Josh Dobbs brain into Mason Rudolph's body, <laughs> you'd have a really good quarterback. Unfortunately, you have Mason Rudolph's brain in Mason Rudolph. <laughs> and so, you Be don't sure. have a good quarterback there alive. <laughs> you know, I mean basically it's like, look, it, Dobbs knows where he wants to put the ball, but he can't get it there because he's not physically talented enough to yeah, do, that's do a it. great point. Yeah. Okay. And Rudolph is more physically talented, but he he can't, he's not smart enough to see the field and read the defense and put the ball where it needs to be, which is why he sucks. Um, sorry, <laughs> Mason Rudolph lovers. He <laughs> sucks. Uh, yeah. So Ben's caught a little buzz now and he's talking shit. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, that's—I—I I really hope that Dobbs comes back, that that he could be a long-term backup. But with Haskins in the fold now, I'm not certain I'm that's going to be the, the case.
2: Agree, Ian. And any thoughts quickly on Dobbs? Yeah, I'd like to see him back. I'd like to, the Steelers yeah. typically carry four quarterbacks. Um they may wait to sign him until after the draft just to kind of see how the draft falls if they if they draft a quarterback it kind of depends on how they feel about Dwayne Haskins too. Um mm-hmm. they obviously signed Haskins to a zero risk deal of a you know reserve futures contract. Um so the the question becomes if they don't draft a quarterback, do you bring Dobbs back, have him kind of compete with Haskins for that third quarterback spot? Um, and the other factor is what happens with the, the league sort of COVID protocols going into next year. Do you continue having the extra large practice squad where you have extra guys that, Obviously, we saw some teams, uh, Denver, uh, having to start yeah. a non-quarterback yeah. at quarterback because of what happened with their team. So if you continue with the extra-large practice squads, you basically have to keep four quarterbacks, one on the practice squad. Does that become Dobbs? Does that become Haskins? Does it become somebody else? Um, so so I think the door's open for him to come in here and compete. It's just, does he want to compete for a third spot, or does he think there's an opportunity out there for him to compete for a number two spot? Um, but... What we showed in the the final regular season game against Cleveland was kind of a nice little wrinkle with him running a a, a sort of quarterback spot. And Canada likes that kind of stuff. So I think he'd be the the type of player that Canada would like to have as a a gadget option. And even looking at some other teams last year, I mean, um, you know, look at what Indianapolis did. That uh, you know, they brought in Jacoby Brissett in short yard situations and had yeah. him QB sneak it, um, so that Philip Rivers didn't have to sneak the ball. So <laughs> it, it gives you another option if you have a quarterback that can do those kind of things. So I'd like to see him come back.
0: I agree. Um, let me get to the last uh, the, the the last two restricted free agents here. The first one is Gerald Hawkins. Uh, ben is is his time about up now? Nope. No, think they'll be back.
1: They need tackle depth. He'll be back. Okay. All Actually, right. I
2: thought he was a an unrestricted free agent because they cut him last he year and then re-signed he him.
1: An unrestricted free agent, and and he, yeah. I I expect him to be back. He won't make right. a lot of money. There won't be a great deal of demand no. for Hawkins. It'll probably be a okay. one year deal. I had a the minimum. Restricted. Okay. Yeah, close to the minimum, but I expect him back. All
0: right, and then uh, Ola
2: Ola Adeniyi. Yeah, you got to bring him back. He's your number three outside linebacker.
1: And he's going to make money this year. I mean, not not big money, but about three million dollars.
2: Yeah, they're they're going to sign him to probably a second round tender as a restricted free agent. Uh, okay. I doubt that. But what do you think? More at, And he was an undrafted free agent. So if you sign him as a as a original round, somebody tender, else can
1: sign him and and yeah, and walk away with him. But if you sign him to if you give it if you tender him as an RFA, you have right of first refusal. That's true. So if point. he goes out in the market and say somebody like the Patriots, who love to do this shit, make you overpay for your free agents, offers him a deal at way above market, you can say, "Yeah, we'll take the comp pick," or "No, let's go ahead and let's yeah. uh, let's match this."
0: I got uh, I got three guys left here. Uh, these are exclusive rights free agents, which essentially means they have zero bargaining. JC Hassanauer. Uh yeah well sure let's go with J.C. Hassanauer.
1: Uh I uh, hope they cu- they don't resign him but they will. I yeah, they're, I think they
2: do they're gonna bring him back because they need depth. Yep. They have to. Yep. Ask okay. Him. And then uh, Marcus Allen. Uh, yeah, I don't want him back, but they'll they'll resign him. I agree they'll, with they'll that. bring him
1: back. They'll tell him to gain weight and try and play linebacker, which is gonna make him even slower. Uh yeah. yeah. So yeah. Robert Spillane.
2: That's it. definitely he's back. Hundred percent back. back. Yeah, one hundred percent
1: is right. Yep, yep, and I I would hope I don't see it because this isn't the way the Steelers do business. But I would hope that they extend him at a respectable rate and don't pay him the exclusive free agent tender. But you know, we'll see.
0: Yeah. You, you that's exactly right. You just don't know. Um in coming weeks we'll talk a little bit more about the guys that have one year left on their deal cuz there are plenty of those and and they definitely uh need to be discussed. But uh this has definitely been one of our longest shows as well and many of you are probably running out of beer and alcohol just like we are. Uh so uh any any parting shots
2: uh Ian? Uh fuck Tom Brady.
1: Yep. All right. Exactly. Right. That's where I was going with it. Cheer for the other team. Fuck Tom Brady. Cheer
2: for the other team
0: and boo that Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's get
0: that guy out of there. Fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, for Ian and Ben, this is Steel Dad. I'm signing off on the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And now, for whatever reason, I can't seem to get my um, controls up here to, to, to stop recording. <laughs> this this is, podcast will go on forever. This is the the history of podcasts. This is weird. God, I hope it didn't stop at some point.
1: No, it still says oh. recording.
0: Does it? Okay. I can't. Uh,
1: I can't. I'll have to edit this out. Move your cursor.
0: I. I trust me. I am. All right. Well, to say hey, go Steelers, and let's sign off. Okay. Now I got it. All right. Hold on. Here we go. Uh, no, that's not what I want either.
1: God damn it!
0: <laughs> Did you guys, realize how long we've gone?
2: Hour and forty minutes. Yeah. Well, that's from when you started the call. You what and have... I got on like twenty minutes. Before no, man. we
1: we started at nine fifty, and it's uh it's eleven. Yeah, so it's 08. like an hour and All right, an hour and eighteen.
0: Uh, Now that the listening audience has heard us bander about here for the last uh, 45 seconds, Uh, that's it for the show. We'll talk to you all next week. And, hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck.